This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms and opportunities for businesswomen to be seen and heard. This platform is for the women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration, and monthly masterclasses for you to grow your knowledge. Go to thedaisychaingroup.com for more information. These are the platforms to hear and share the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shine and You Crazy Daisy podcast. I'm your host, Trudy Simmons, and I am joined today by the quite wonderful Sarah Fisher from Connective Family. Sarah, thank you so much for being involved in the book and the podcast. Please tell us about your business. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. I um, We work with families. It's a company we work with families who are struggling with their kids' behaviour. So anything from a child who's maybe just feeling really anxious and isn't quite sure where they sit in the world to a child who is showing their feelings in really big ways so maybe really struggling really defiant maybe they're getting a little bit aggressive maybe they're just really struggling with the world so we work with parents and carers to help them connect and understand what's going on for their little person or their not so little person depending on how old they are to really understand themselves and develop and become the, the person they're capable of being as a child so and reducing those challenges that is an amazing so. business and um, and we're going to come on to the challenges of the last few years but you also decided to adopt as a single woman. I did. What was your driver to do that? And what did you learn from the process? Oh, my driver, this is going to sound a bit odd, but I didn't want my own kids. I know that sounds a bit crazy. I'm not that weighing, I don't have that feeling, which sounds awful being a mum, but I didn't have that feeling. And I've done a lot of work with children in various parts of the world. And I just thought, Jay, well, actually, there's so many children who need a stable upbringing. I'm not going to bring another one into the world and I kind of just made that decision I suppose I was single and I was like hey what this is the right thing for me to do and it's it's interesting it wasn't a kind of a decision I've been thinking about for years and years mm. I kind of just was like Joe what this is the right thing to do it's the right time for me in my life to do it I'm gonna do it mm. um yeah and I didn't adopt a baby I adopted a seven-year-old so it's very different anyway right um I avoided the nappy stage which was quite good for me I don't really do the nappy stage that was good <laughs> That's a matter. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. So, so seven years old. Yeah. And what did you learn from the process of the, of adopting? The process itself is changed since I adopted um, a little bit. It's very, it's really hard emotionally. It's very intrusive. Uh, they want to know about every inch of your life. Um, it's, it does really make you think and reflect on kind of your own upbringing because obviously that's an important part of parenting isn't it how you were parented has a huge impact on how you parent mm. um but it does need to be like that yeah it needs to be because parenting a, being a parent anyway is the easiest job on the planet parenting a traumatized child is mm. just off the scale hard at times um so they need to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and that you've got the um ability I suppose and I don't mean that horrible it's not that some people don't yeah but it's a different 
it's very, very different. You're dealing with a child's trauma because in England anyway, or in the UK, children who are being adopted have had horrendous starts in life. Mm. So you're dealing with the fallout of all of that as you parent, um, mm. whatever age you adopt. Um, so it's very different to kind of parenting a birth child. Um, and obviously my son was seven. I didn't know him. He'd had seven years of his life that I knew nothing about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It is... It's an incredible process for you to go through and for anybody to take on board. But I would think that in that that opening up that you have to do about all facets of your life, it must be incredibly raw for you to have to look at all of these things and think, can I do this? Is this the right thing? Um, and a, a seven year old is different from a baby. All of those things that come into these bigger decisions of, of, of adopting, adoption. Yeah. I don't know anybody else that's adopted. So it was really interesting when I read that. So I hope you don't mind me asking. No, no, I don't at all. And you're right. It is because you, I parent differently to every one of my friends mm. because my son's needs are different. Now, if I would had a birth child who was neurodiverse, so maybe has autism, ADHD, I'd be parenting slightly differently anyway. Um, but you do, you have to really think, can I handle it? The mm. vast majority of families who adopt in the UK experience child's parent violence which we did here mm. and that's not because we haven't got amazing kids they are amazing they've survived some of the worst experiences you could ever ask a person to go through mm. and the only way they know how to show you how they're feeling is by being aggressive because their anger is so huge mm. but their anger is covering all of their other emotions and so it's being able to kind of see that when you're seeing your angry dysregulated child rather than seeing a naughty and inverted commas child yeah, yeah because most people would see a naughty child the child who's misbehaving in school is seen as naughty actually they're not they're struggling with their emotions yeah and they don't know what else to do so it's just and I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination I get it wrong loads um but it's just it's trying to see it like that and trying to stay calm in that moment go actually my child is really scared right now they're really frightened right now and we could be at home it's not like there's something that's happened. It might be that a car's backfired outside and that triggers them. Um, like a war veteran, like an army veteran can be triggered by, you know, a firework going off or an adopted child could be triggered by anything and you might not know what it is. Uh, so you're kind of, but you can heal from the trauma and there's loads of amazing therapies out there now that really help us to help our children to heal from what they've gone through. Yeah. Um, but it's a long, tricky road, should we mm. say bless you um what's helped you most in growing your business being really really passionate about what I do mm -hmm. um so I set it up because of what we'd experienced here mm. I was really fortunate to go on some training that was literally life-changing for me and at the time about seven years ago it really wasn't available very easily within the UK and I was like Jay, you know what this is nuts this, this needs we need to get this out to people and so I retrained, changed careers, set up, started doing it. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there, really. Um, and I think having that passion about it, but also having the lived experience. So I'm not just, it's not just a theoretical thing that I'm doing, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, um, I really do get what parents are going through. You also said in the chapter about the inner work that you've done that has helped you enormously yeah. in this part of the journey of your yeah. business. Yeah, absolutely. I think we don't 
think about do we necessarily how our own upbringing and you know I had a lovely upbringing if my parents are listening I had a lovely upbringing it was really nice um, you know, but there's always things that maybe we don't have that confidence in ourselves maybe we're self-sabotaging ourselves for any number of different reasons mm. and going through that and doing the inner work with my EFT practitioner and hypnotherapy really helped me kind of actually believe in myself but also release some of the trauma I'd experienced from my son's behavior yeah because if you are a parent being in my case being hit by your child mm. it is really traumatizing and you can kind of go on oh, the adult it's fine no it's not mm. and so actually for me releasing that and then going and actually I'm not that confident in myself I don't have much self-belief even mm. though I had a really good job beforehand and all of those things as we know being visible is a big part of running a business yeah. and you have to have the confidence in yourself so doing that inner work kind of helped me go actually I'm quite good at what I do actually I'm not that bad a parent do you know what I mean and all those little things that kind of just go well oh. and because once that starts that again that snowballs isn't it and you start to other things start opening up and you just you can get out there in front of more people so you can grow the business more you believe in yourself more you start looking after yourself more which is critical for all of us and you know all of those little things that you know you eat potentially slightly less chocolate and a little bowl of fruit and veg in theory not very often obviously theory. but, theory. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's all, all those things I think that inner work just helped me kind of believe in myself and believe yeah. I could do it yeah which at times I really didn't such an important part yeah. of the process your, your skills were so needed over COVID and in the recovery that we're all going through now. What effects are you seeing in children? A real, I would say a real range, actually. There's a number of kids who seem to have come out of it without kind of noticing it's happened. So they're back in, they're being social, they're doing all of those things. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where children still aren't leaving their bedrooms and literally won't, don't want to leave the house. Um, we've had I've seen a huge increase in the number of children avoiding school because they cannot cope in that busy environment with lots of people around them mm. having gone from being a home as we all were for a long period of time hardly seeing anybody they're finding the school environment just too overwhelming the noise the number of people the hustle the bustle you know the fact that we spent two years telling them it's not safe being around people and all of a sudden it is safe you know all of those things that mm. for us as adults has been quite hard to get our heads around um so we're seeing a lot of school avoidance massive levels of increased anxiety um struggling with friendships you know just socializing because everything went online so actually being face to face with somebody that's like oh what are we doing we don't quite know you know it feels all weird yeah. um a huge increase in violence i saw over the first couple of years of the pandemic particularly um from children again but that's their stress response you know yeah. it's not a it's nothing more than their stress response um and also stressed parents mm. and stressed parents has a huge impact on their children yeah you know I know and you also do for that look <laughs> when you're a stressed parent you respond differently mm. you know so when your child says can I have and you're like really that's the eighth time you've asked for a biscuit in the last 20 minutes are you you know you can't you get stressed about it mm. whereas if you're relaxed and chilled out you're like oh come on you're not having another one go away do you know what I mean <laughs> you know I mean? Mm. your response is really different and of course if you're a parent responding in a stressed way that stress then feeds into your child and that's not to say that's you know it's not going to damage them for life but if we're doing it all the time it has an impact on how they respond as well yeah um, I just so, I, I find this all so fascinating again because 
with a 10-year-old child that was going to school from the age of, I don't know, five or whatever, uh, 20% of their life, we were in lockdown, not sure whether they were going to school, not going to school, whether it was safe, not safe, whether they were allowed people, not around people, whether they were turning up online and it wasn't working or it was working. 20% of their life for a 10-year-old, that's an incredible amount of time for them to just... For people to think that it's just well well we're stopped now everything's back to normal that their normal is not going to be the same for a while no it's not and you have some children yeah who were due to go into reception who didn't start school until year two yeah, yeah. and you just think wow okay and teenagers who've lost those critical yeah. socializing years yeah, my son is now schooled from home mm. and we don't homeschool because we did half a day of the first lockdown and agreed that wasn't going to work we'd one of us would end up in jail for murder. So we stopped mm-hmm. doing that. And, you know, but he's at an online school because he's like, I just can't, I love my school. I love the teachers, but I can't cope with the number of people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's now doing that and he's flourishing again. And he's, you know, he's starting to come out of his shell and feel safe again. But, you know, you can't tell a child on a Friday, it's okay to be at school, but a Monday, you can't even leave the house because it's too dangerous. Yes. And not expect some sort of fallout from that. And, and that, you're right, it's that, that, you know, living in that level of inconsistency for two, incons- inconsistency, inconsistency for two years yeah. was really hard. Mm. Yeah. So it will affect them. And, you know, it's going to some kids were only just now seeing the fallout for yeah. the last few years. It's only but, just now coming out. Mm. Um, if there was one lesson that you've learned that you want every entrepreneur to know, what would it be? I would say believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe in yourself um back yourself back yourself and mm. just keep going and listen yeah back yourself and listen to your gut if your gut says it's the wrong thing to do it probably is if yep. your gut says it's the right thing to do do it yeah and believe in yourself perfect quick and easy <laughs> um, <laughs> quick and easy not always that easy to do but <laughs> no exactly what's your favorite piece of business software i love some software called simplero mm-hmm. uh we started using it about 18 months ago it runs all of our training courses on there it takes all the payments it runs our email system so like our crm and all that stuff it's all in one it's super simple to use you know even i can work it out which is always a bonus you know what wants to press the tech support is fantastic they come back really quickly not i think about seven days a week now they're working and they're usually back within a few hours and they'll talk you through it they'll do you know what I mean they're fantastic it's good and it's not ridiculously expensive compared to other bits of software, given how much it does. Do you know I mean it does everything in one? Yeah. Takes, yeah. Connects to Stripe, takes all your payments, all that kind of malarkey as well. So that is Anything my... that does that, any automation I'm up for. Yeah, it, it automates you. everything. And you can set up your funnels through it. You can do everything. And it's all, I mean, there's loads of it. I can't even work out how to use it. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't use. And it's, it, but it's whiz bang. It's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Whiz bang. Yes. No better testimony. <laughs> Sarah, you are doing an incredible job with Connected Family and thank you so much for being involved in the book and the podcast. Thank you. It's really good to be part of it. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. If you're a businesswoman looking for that community that will support you and lift you up, come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration and monthly masterclasses to grow your knowledge. Go to the daisychaingroup.com for more information. And for even more inspiration, please go to the link under this video and get your copy of the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world.